Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. I was, I was happy I was starting to close out the show. And then another shot arrived on the stage. Now that was me. So, <laughs> so I, I didn't think there was any way you're going to take the second shot, but I thought if he does, this is going to be one of the most fun nights of our life. But she seemed to be flirting with me. And then, well, you see, you could, at least I would have known when she said, but you, I can get my tongue so far down. But here's my question to you. Is swimming out to the buoy with this South American beauty? Is that cheating? Is that cheating? Let's see it. Hey friends, couple quick dates to tell you about September 29th through October 2nd. I'll be in St. Louis with the Westport Funny Bone. That same weekend, TJ will be in Miami at the Improv. October 6th, TJ will be at the Everett Theater in Washington. October 7th through 8th, TJ will be at the Tacoma Comedy Club. October 13th through 15th, I'll be in Calgary at the Laugh Shop. October 14th and 15th, TJ will be at the Louisville Comedy Club. So come on out and say hello. Keep spreading the word about the podcast, and thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I just ordered some room service. Um, You know, usually I'm really specific about what I want them to bring up. But um, this time, I decided they just bring me whatever they wanted to. I said I have an unlimited budget, and I'm hungry. Bring me some food. I'll put it in my mouth. I'll swallow it, and it'll be in my tummy. And so I'm still in the hotel here in St. Louis. I stayed an extra day just hoping to get an interview with somebody, anybody, for my show Cashing In. And uh, hopefully I can get some. Room 7? Yes, coming. This is e- seven. This is really, really coming. It's a really big room. Housekeeping. This is the problem with having a suite. It takes a while to get there. <laughs> Someone out your door uh, yelling. Coming. Okay, here, I'm just opening the door. God, they really should They should oil those doors. Hi. Here you go. What is this? A very large hot pocket. Hot pocket? I can't, I can't eat a hot pocket. 
Come on in for a second. You got to help me open this. This is a really big hot pocket. Yeah, come on in and help me. Oh, there's nobody yelling from inside the Okay, and he just left. God, that was the weirdest. That was the weirdest room service guy I've ever. Well, now I'm just alone with the hot pocket. It's sad when you're on the road like this, you have no one to talk to. But I'm just going to do this episode solo. I'm going to do this episode solo. So I'm going to... So weird. The hot pocket's making weird noises. Strange gurgling noises. Okay, I'm going to take a bite. I'm going to take a bite of the hot pocket now. The hot pocket seems to be instructing me. I don't remember hot pockets instructing people about how to eat them, but here we go. TJ? I think so. Oh my God! What were you doing? I was checking a hot pocket. Hot pocket. Ugh. Oh my! You can't. You were inside uh, a hot pocket. Oh God! I thought it would be a funny way to surprise you. What the boy was it not? Oh. Who the? There is now. Yeah, who the where the heart and here's where the, the. I almost died inside of a hot pocket cash. God, that was really. Horton doesn't hear shit. Why? What oh were you doing God, inside I the hot pocket? Be a funny way to surprise you. But you can't. That's not. So f- I paid an immense amount of money to a yet to be uh, known and identified bakery in St. Louis, California. Yeah. I said, "Can you build me a giant hot pocket?" And told him, "Don't make the cheese too hot." But as you can see, the hot pocket's about six feet eight inches. Yeah. Gives me a good two inches on either side. And then they made it large enough to uh, fit a man of 243 pounds. And I got in there, and they asked me what kind of pocket I wanted it to be. And I said, just cheese. You know, it doesn't matter what's on the inside. I'm just trying to have a good old time with my buddy Quiche. <laughs> and so then I just started calling you Quiche. Yeah. Both of them know what a Quiche is. Yeah. The French practically invented it. <laughs> and then I did this thing I always do with pizza. I was like... I know that if I just get a cheese, that I'm going to regret not having gotten pepperoni. A pepperoni pizza is always superior to a cheese pizza, unless the pepperoni is so bad and you should be able to see that. But you can't see inside an HP, baby. And uh, unfortunately, I said, okay, I'll take a pepperoni hot pocket. So put some marinara and some pepperoni in there. Well, they did. And I got to tell you, it got pretty crowded in there, a little claustrophobic inside the old pocketé, okay? <laughs> and uh, I just, I think I should have told them make some air holes mm. so that I can breathe. I needed an intravenous pocket. I need a porous pocket. Or a snorkel. A pocket snorkel. Uh, yeah. But then does that give it away? If a giant hot pocket shows up at your doorstep... And you see a snorkel coming out of the top. Aren't you kind of like, I was a little, I think there's someone in this pocket. I thought something. And then the surprise is ruined. Well, but I thought something was afoot. Ruined surprise! I'm just trying to get more of me (laughs) in these final episodes. (laughs) These most recent episodes. (laughs) I actually, um, I knew something was afoot. I actually thought something That's was... kind of my version of it. I wonder if people start yelling that when I'm on stage. <laughs> um, we've come full circle with the... Uh... 
People Deja next door. Vu. The people next door yeah, are yeah. not pleased they chose this room. They're going, you know what? Well, it's getting worse and they got a second bird. Not a big fan. This one sounds crazy. Not a big fan of the adjoining room, okay? Uh, I specifically ask when I check into a hotel, usually, maybe I forgot this time, I don't really want the I'm adjoining sure room. I'd prefer to adjoin with people I know, not strangers. Right. Well, you know what I do? I leave my side of the door open. Of course. And then I slip a little note under, say, come let's, on in. Let's adjoin. The water's wet. <laughs> Will you be adjoining me for dinner? If you've got an adjoining roommate that you don't know, and they're being really disrespectful, they're yelling racist stuff, you can tell they may be, you know, their domestic abuse over there. I lie down on my side, right near the door, and I urinate under the door. I put my wingle right up against right. the door, and then I go whoops underneath. You go wingle right under the dingle? I dangle my wingle. You dingle walk? I, dingle, I dingle dangle my wingle, walk wang, in the dingle. my wingle wingle. Walk in the dingle. Walk the dingle over to where you can dangle, <laughs> and then you're going you're gonna to wangle your wingle. We call Until this you move. Go you got a yo-yo. Have you ever been? You know, you do the yo-yo, and they have all those moves. That's called walking the dingle. Walking the dingle all the way down to dangle, <laughs> to dangle. Dangle in the dingle. No, I mean, I think you in know, Dangleville. it. It just if it was more porous of a pocket, then I wouldn't. But I was practically suffocating, and I got in downstairs and had room service sort of seal the top of it. Yeah. But if you hadn't answered, I would have been a dead man. Because but I don't know if you know, but that, yeah. that room service guy was... Uh, he was a little, a little strange. He was hard of hearing and he was hard to hear. Yeah, he really was. And that's a very strange combo. Yeah, yeah. Combo's another option I thought about coming as. Get yeah. a giant combo, <laughs> stick me in the middle, yeah. but they couldn't make one more than six foot. Look, so then I would have had my toesies touching out yeah. and my forehead would have been above, at least maybe my whole head. And then you're going to kind of see me and go... Hey, TJ, why are you wearing a giant combos? Look, once the Hot Pocket... Whereas the Hot Pocket, it was a surprise, and now you're going, TJ, how did you get inside that Hot Pocket? Hot Pocket! I knew something was afoot when the Pocket started talking. So, yeah. you know, you could have had a snorkel. It would have been well, I was listening. I already knew something. Listen to me. Was I was suffocating to death. Okay, Cash, sorry. But what'd you think of it? Pretty original, right? It's pretty awesome. Hot pocket, right? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Never before has anyone thought of that. Not hot any. Pocket. There's never getting been inside any, of a hot pocket. There's never been any comedian that's ever talked about hot. I love pockets. it. And uh, thank you, man. Thanks for coming. You know what we should do while you're here? Get back in that pocket. No. Come on. Two's the crowd. Three's company. How's your toe? Let's get I, one of these housekeeping. I, I think I bit into your toe. Is it? Is your toe okay? My God. I'm missing a toe. Luckily, I was born with six. That's more where that came from. I don't talk from. about, yeah, I don't talk yeah. about that a lot, but yeah. I'm uh, amphibious and I had six toes on both feet and I removed one of them. But on the left side, I thought it had a cool look. Yeah. Until recently, I've been thinking about getting it removed. So it really, hello, it really helped that you bit that particular toe off. Yeah. And also, it was a pinky dinky. Yeah. So it was one small more pinky. It was a rinky pinky dink. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you uh, what your toe situation was. We have a lot of strange body situations, both of us. I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't have a uh, I don't have a butt crack. Really? Yeah. I'm you got crackless. it spackled up. Yep. I'm butt crackless. <laughs> you butt crackless because you wouldn't <laughs> stop spackling. 
One of my favorite things in uh, Salt Lake City at yeah. Wise Guys yeah. Comedy Club, one of our club. favorites, yeah. with Keith Stubb. One of my favorite dudes. Good and dude. Great dude. dude. And uh, I like going, uh, when I talk about the Mormons, I, my catchphrase is, you better spackle that tabernacle. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, whatever, but people love it because of the sounds that are involved in saying, spackle that tabernacle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you spackled your crack. I we was, talked uh, about this. Before. I didn't spackle it. I didn't spackle it. I was just born without a without a without a without a crack. So you're the opposite of Kate. Kate's favorite thing to remind me is, you know, I'll say that's a nice butt. She's like, it's broken. I go, what? She goes, it's got a hole in it. <laughs> For whatever reason, that's one of her favorite jokes. Is my butt's broken? Yeah. People go, what? She goes, it's got a hole in it. I mean, that's not bad. So you're, that's you're your go-to? That's now, your go-to? No, now I'm going to start saying to her, yeah, and it's crackling. So we better spackle that tabernacle. <laughs> I was... Uh, and put a, as far as the hole, put a cork in it. <laughs> I was pretty... Cork your nose and bite off some toes, daddy. <laughs> um, I was pretty... You know, I got a little bit... Uh, I would say spit-toinkered last night. You did. I was proud of you for that. I was, I was, I was toinkered right away. When I, you, did you send me the first shot no. on stage? No. She came over and she said, does your friend drink? And I said, not really. And she goes, well, this guy in the audience wants to buy him a drink. And I said, yeah, I don't know if he'll drink it. And then I go, what am I talking about? If I wasn't here, they would have sent you the shot, right? Yeah. And because the guy bought it for you. And I said, why should he not know that he's killing so hard that somebody says, I want to buy that guy a shot? Because you don't talk about drinking at all in your entire act. Right. So this guy just wanted to, it was a show of affection saying, you are so funny that I would like to buy you what is considered currency. Right. So he sent, uh, they sent the... Um, the shot up, and you kind of went. I don't want to. Then I'm I thought, gonna... yeah. Then I thought, you know, I've got probably three minutes left in the show. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I think it'd be fine to do one shot, celebrate the final show of the weekend, and it's been a really fun weekend with you here. And people went nuts. And they so were I, clapping, so and cheering, and whooping, and hollering. And I don't. I haven't been drinking very much the last many months, so. So I was feeling pretty lightheaded. I was a little bit toinkered <clears throat> almost immediately. Really? Yeah, I'm a lightweight. Well, you don't drink that much. You don't drink at all, basically. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty... It doesn't so, make you feel great. How'd you feel this morning? Wait, yeah, so felt, finish the story. Finish so I, the felt, story. I felt pretty good. I was I was happy. I was starting to close out the show. And then another shot arrived on the stage. Now, that was me. So, <laughs> so I but didn't I know thought, it was I, you. I just wanted to know. I was like, let's just see what he does. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't, I didn't think there's any way you're going to take that second shot, but I thought if he does, this is going to be one of the most fun nights of our life. Well, now, well, well, here's here's what I thought. I would have gotten a Red Bull and some food. You know, I wanted to take the shot. The waitress showed up, and she had a second one. And honestly, I saw it, and I was like, I'd love to do that. I only have about 10 seconds left. I can just close out the show. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm really... I'm, you can close it out with that drink. But the thing is, it occurred to me that... Uh, in the feature spot, I don't think it's good etiquette to do a bunch of shots on stage on a late show before. Well, that was the really, really smart. And that I, was it doesn't I seem it's of. not it's not good etiquette. It's it's because um, then the crowd wants to send shots to the headliner all night. And that starts early. That starts right away. 
and then and then basically it's a it's a human experiment to see how drunk you can get people uh, as yeah. they're performing, and it seems like they get more and more rowdy too. I could I could handle it. So I'd, I would well, I, I, I would have let them. You're um, a pro, but but I still for a late show. I, w- I don't like to see a feature act doing a bunch of shots on stage before I'm headlining a late you show. You were just drunk enough that you looked like you were hot. Well, I had some drinks while you were on stage. Enjoyed How your many? show. Enjoyed your show. Probably two. I mean, not Whoa. a lot. No, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, three uh, full drinks and you haven't even had a drink in how long? Um, I hadn't had any drinks in like two or three months, probably. So there you go. That's a lot. That's like yeah. me drinking like eight drinks. Triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. I don't even know if this is more of an essential question of human nature, but who was it that said that most humans live lives of of silent desperation? That was me. You said that. Yeah, inside the hot pocket. <laughs> I think there's a comedian. Yeah, it says people. most people live lives of silent desperation. I think that's pretty close to the quote. And it was someone very famous that said it. Here, let's look it up. Let's look it up. But keep going. Why do you bring that up? Well, is silent desperation no longer silent? It just seems like everyone's sharing everything. I don't think people are silent about their desperation anymore. Thoreau's. It was William Thoreau. The mass of men live lives of quiet desperation. I do a little game with myself where I'll go to Facebook and see how many posts I have to look at. Usually doesn't take me more than two posts before I'm like, someone shared a little too much. So Thoreau would be really pleased with social media. Well, he, he might think that, that that solved the problem, I guess, that people aren't silent anymore. Well, I think what you're, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you might be saying is now most people live a life of loud desperation. Mm, that's what there it you is. Go. Thank you. Maybe that's the title of the A Life of Loud Desperation. You know what? We don't have time for any more triple bangers because I want to move on to Where Were You? When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? Where were you? I was uh, I was in Los Angeles before this trip, and I have one little interesting tidbit to tell you. You know, I swim. I, I do this open water swim, and I swim to this particular buoy, which is about a mile and a half away from my house. And I usually get out at the buoy, okay? It's just a fun way, and then I walk back. So I'm never more than about 300 yards from the from the shore, and uh, you know, I'll swim along the shore, past the surfers, past the break. I'm more worried about boats than than almost anything else. Because so you have what the psychological community refers to as boat fear, <laughs> or sailophobia. <laughs> so maritime freakout, right? Naval anxiety. <laughs> Dingy derangement. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that might be that might be the name of the episode. Dingy derangement. Buoy. Heebie-jeebies. <laughs> um, so I get to the buoy the other day, and this yeah. South American woman, probably, um, uh, she kind of sidled up to me, and it was a sidle. It was a it was a definite sidling up, and started asking me about my 
my swim and said that she had noticed me doing this swim previous occasions. Wow. And I think she said, and I noticed that body also. And I, she didn't say that. But two I, legs, two arms, and a torso. <laughs> I, Does that torso go all the way down? <laughs> and I think Are she, there eggs between those legs? Yeah. And you said no. Yeah, so she didn't say any of those things. But, um, but she seemed to be flirting with me. And then... Well, see, you could... At least I would have known when she said, bet you I can get my tongue so far down your throat that I can fix that crackless butt. Uh, I'd like to re-spackle your crackle. I've spackled yeah. the tabernacle yeah. with yeah. this tongue. Yeah, she... she, I think she yeah, she, and when she started doing that, I really knew. But I think she was flirting with me. I think she kind of was acting like this was a casual thing that we ran into each other just kind of walking on the beach but i think she had seen me before because she sort of alluded to that and then she goes i'd love to swing swim out to the buoy with you but i wouldn't want to do it alone because because um you know i don't know if i'm a good enough swimmer but i'd love to do that with you sometime so i i think she came on to me right now normally i wouldn't tell her coming on to somebody's story because i you know it's, it's kind of a unseemly and by the way the streak is still alive uh still alive and well but here's my question to you. Is swimming out to the buoy with the South American beauty? Is that cheating? Is that cheating? No. It's not, right? But yet I still felt a little bit like, I don't know, this is a little bit intimate. Because what if this lady doesn't swim well and I have to save her life? With and then mouth to mouth. some type of and she mouth may to have mouth. that planned. Exactly. She's already talked about spackling my butt crackle with the tabernacle. <laughs> <Let me> crackle. <laughs> My butt crackles in a tabernacle. Bring this back all. Uh, no, so is that know, is it appropriate? And is that why a lot of people learn CPR? Just with the hopes that perhaps... Is that why people a little, become a paramedic? Yeah, they're, they're going to get a little extra action uh, doing the CPR. Who knows? I just feel like during CPR, you really can't enjoy the kiss. Because if you get too distracted, they die. And then you can do all the kissing you want. <laughs> From inside Whoa, the from inside was... the hot pocket, yes. So I have to ask you: Did you tell, um, did you tell April? Well, we were joking about it because, uh, you know, because you got to was... have a relationship where you can tell the person that. Oh, sure, and you have because I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny enough. Oh, I thought it was funny, or she thought it was. No, funny. but I'm talking about a bigger, a very important overarching thing. But for my relationships favorite of the twelve and a half. Yeah, you need to make the person secure enough, but more importantly, they need to be secure enough. You can only do what you can do. Well, so that much. was a. They yeah. need to be secure enough that if you tell them something like this, they're not going. Well, it's going to run off with this Colombian yeah, no, woman. Yeah, she's not worried about it. But it was funny because the next time I went on that swim, April was gave me a hug and she's like, "You know, I used to worry, you know, on the swim about sharks. Now I have to worry about cougars." Ah! Wow, <laughs> she's funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> That is so funny. God, she's really funny, huh? Yeah. So I we haven't done any maskers in a while. In fact, next episode we're going to do some maskers. But I'd can love I that. can I start off just a couple of them, just give you a little quick tease for what might be coming up, and then we'll do a couple of quick course. maskers. And then the next episode we'll do I think an all maskers episode if we can. I love that. Um, this is a uh, uh, a tweet by Del Acosta who. Uh, has written some funny ones over the years. If your first bite of green beans tasted exactly like strawberries, would you keep eating? Would you be upset? 
I love that question. Yeah, we've never I, heard anything remotely like that. I think that means that you are First eating. Fork I don't care what the food looks like. If it tastes like strawberries, I'm eating it. Really? Yeah. But it does it. The other question is: Does it have the textures of green beans? Because if that's the case, I'm not upset. This is a totally new experience. Yeah. You're crunching long yeah. strawberries. Yeah. Which is the name of my autobiography, T.J. Miller, Crunching Long Strawberries. Crunching, crunching Strawberries, I like it. Crunching Long Strawberries. <laughs> you know, but here's the flip side of it, Cash. Okay, I think you know what I'm going to say here. Do green beans from here on out taste like... Boop, 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 boop,